Welcome to the weekly message from Albert Park Baptist Church, a community of believers seeking to love God, love one another and love our neighbourhood right in the heart of Melbourne. We hope you find today's message inspiring. Good morning, church. I wanted to explain one thing to you in case you don't know. So, how do are these Bible verses or Bible passages coming along, or how are preachers matched to them? The way it works is that Cam asked me early in the year, can you give me four dates in 2023 where you are around and willing to preach? And then I give him some dates, and then I wait. And then months later, he says, that Sunday, 4th of June, is Act 3. Okay. So I don't pick that. Okay? It's given to me the way I see it from God through this man. And what you can see there is a painting about that scene we will be talking about that's playing its course in the temple in Jerusalem. And you can see there a lame man lying there on the stairs to the entrance of the temple at a gate called Beautiful. What a wonderful name for a gate into a temple. And then you see the two apostles, Peter and John, standing there and both stretching out their hand one nearly reaching the hand of the lame man and the other grabbing him by the arm, so to say. And that's the passage we are talking about. So this is it. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. So he was put there by someone else. Right? A beggar or a lame person couldn't do a regular job, so they didn't have a social security system, Australian style. They would have to get their expenses paid, their food, their whatever they needed in life by donations, by gifts. So since he was lame, he couldn't get there by himself. He would sleep somewhere else. So other people would every day drag this man to this place. And there he was. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. That's what a beggar does, right? You need something to live. Peter looked straight at him as did John. And then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention. And think about it. If you see beggars in the street in Melbourne, and I'm just thinking about some of the people on close to Flinders Street, on the bridge, where lots of tourists pass by, a lot of them never look at you. They, they might be kneeling like this and, and even like this, not watching anyone, right? 
just put a sign in front of them. There is no eye contact. But Peter and John wanted him to look at them. So he gave, the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. And then comes that verse that is one of my top ten verses in the whole Bible. One that, whenever I read it, I get emotional. It's a transformational verse. It's one that says, Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. Instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. And when all people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. So that's the scene. And obviously, in that scene, the thing that seems so obvious is that this lame man's life is being transformed big way. And everyone sees it. He's jumping around. The same guy who for decades was there, lame, begging for money, having no real future. Just getting the money he needs to get some food and then sleep back, sleep back, sleep back. That was his daily rhythm. But he knew who God was. Because the minute he is healed, he jumps up and down and praises God. But the thing that always touched me even more than this healing is to think about Peter. Because what I think about is this. Imagine you are a follower of Jesus. And you don't have to imagine that because you are. This sermon is about you. It's not about Peter. It's not about the layman. It's about you. And it's about me. Okay, That is what it is about. It's about you. You know who the Lord is. You know that there is Jesus of Nazareth, the one who died on the cross, who was risen from the dead, the one who died for the sins of the world, and we already touched on that topic. And all the sinners in this church, that is everyone, came forward, picked up some bread and wine, and we broke the bread together. That is the Lord we have. That is your Lord. That is my Lord. That was Peter's Lord. It was not a different Lord. It's the same Lord. No difference. Then being able to have the guts to say, 
look into my eyes. Look at me. And you have this absolute confidence that the next sentence you are going to say will transform the life of that other person forever. You have the guts to say, in the name of Jesus Christ, walk. 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 That is the same guy we heard about just two or three weeks ago. Then seizing him, they led him away, Jesus, and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance. That same Peter is the same guy seven, eight weeks ago. The same guy. And when some there had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with them. And the servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. And she looked closely at him and said, this man was with him, Jesus. But he denied it. Woman, I don't know him. He said, a little later, someone else saw him and said, you are also one of them. Man, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour later, another asserted, certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. And Peter replied, man, I don't know what you are talking about. That's the guy. The guy who Jesus, some weeks before that, had said, this is the man on whom I will build my church. Who then failed miserably. And that same guy, six, seven, eight weeks later, that man says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. First of all, the question is, have you ever imagined being Peter, and maybe the answer is no, I haven't, and then I invite you to think about it, like imagine. But also, I want us to take a different perspective, like as an observer. This is about us, that is about us, the question is, do you truly believe, is your faith, that your own life, your own being, can be transformed by God? Do you have an active faith? Or do you have a passive faith? A faith that is like, let's wait and see, maybe God does something. Yeah? But if not, life moves on. Is, is that your kind of faith? Face that just like wait and see, maybe yes, maybe no. Or is it an active face, one that is waiting for miracles, for wonders, for God to guide you day by day, not at some distant point, dozens of years in the future. At the same time, 
let's take the perspective of an observer of Peter. Assume you know the guy. You are part of his life. You've seen him. You've, you've heard how the Lord said words about him, about him being the leader of the church. And then you see this guy, or you hear about it if you weren't there in the courtyard in front of the high court. That story everyone knew, the disciples knew about. That their supposed leader is this complete failure of man. And then is it game over? Is it like, okay, now he's in that box, failure, no future. Or do you still see with the eyes of the Lord? The Lord wants to transform every single life in this church and in this suburb and in this town. He does want to do that. What is our part in it? I wasn't planning to do this, but... In our own family, we had to learn this in the last few years. We have three boys, and one of them was going through very dark times. Drugs. Crazy stuff. One day he wanted to kill me. He stood in front of me with a knife after he had taken drugs. He wanted to stab me in our own house. And we went through this for several years. There is an inner fight going on when you have to deal with that. The one is to say, get out of my house. The other is to learn, this is the boy where at his baptism, we were in a church where there was child baptism, we said, we will look after this kid until he is able to look after himself. That's what we promised. And we heard multiple times when he was a kid that he would be God's child. I mean, he is by definition. He is God's child. And being able to see that in this drug-infested kid, this is God's child. And he will be well one day. And one day I will tell you more about it, about miracles God did, amazing stuff he this is the short version, but it's about this point. Are you willing to see in the people around you, in your own family, in your husband, in your wife, in your kids, in your parents, in your siblings, in your cousins, in your neighbors, in your colleagues, in the random person on the street, a person loved by God who is on a journey and where God's transformational power can come in? Do you have this belief or are you classifying people? There is only two options, good, bad. 
No, in God's eyes, there is no two options. There is only one. And that is someone to be saved. And what's your part in transformation? If you see someone in trouble around you, then do you pray with the eyes of Jesus that this is someone who is in God's hand and in God's hand can be transformed into a jewel? Imagine that this coming week, every person you meet, the people in your own household, the person that's next to you in your double bed, in your king size or queen size bed, that person, and the little ones who cry at night, and the parents who maybe don't understand you or don't seem to understand you because they are, our sons so often told us, we are like so old-fashioned, so crazy old-fashioned. We are so 20th century. We don't understand how life works today. Trucks are normal. Like, why don't we? Like, we would be in a different state of mind if we did. Seeing through that and seeing that the people around you are God's children. That is the mission for next week. Starting today, starting in this minute, before you leave, you commit that you will look at your own kids, at your partner, at your parents, at your, you know, at everyone with these eyes of transformation. But you will also fight for your own transformation. You have to believe in your own transformation. Transformation never stops. It's a lifelong project. So what happened in between that old Peter who denies the Lord and the one where he suddenly speaks in the name of Jesus, walk, it's Pentecost. And that I found also such an interesting coincidence. The last time I was invited to preach in April, I guess or end of March, was Luke 16, when Jesus promises the Holy Spirit, I have to go, and you will be sad, but I will send the Comforter, the one, the Holy Spirit, the one that also you have access to, all of you. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. That is the one big thing that happened in between Peter's denial then, of course, the crucifixion, resurrection, big events, Jesus coming back, speaking with the disciples, spending time with them, but then having the Holy Spirit and making use of it. And that is the image we looked at last time, just as a reminder. This is the position. The Spirit lifts up your hands. And then, yeah, let's look at this is how we ought to walk through life. Proud to wear that t shirt. And the t shirt isn't an embarrassment because the way we act is in line with what the shirt says. 
we also looked at this one. Transformation. You can be transformed, I can be transformed, the people around us can be transformed, but it takes the faith, the trust, and reliance on the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your spirit, for your nearness, for your availability, for your desire to transform us into people we can be proud of. And we ask you, we implore you that we look at those around us with different eyes, with the eyes of transformation, and that we pray into the lives of other people that they be transformed, and that it's not just a passive prayer, oh, if you so wish, dear Heavenly Father, then maybe, but no, that we declare into the lives of others that they be changed and that us ourselves be changed. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. We're selling those t-shirts at the back. Just kidding. <laughs>If today's message evoked anything in you and you'd like to talk or pray with one of our pastors, please get in touch by phone or email. All of our details can be found at albertpark.org.au. We worship together in person 10am every Sunday at 115 Kerford Road, Albert Park. All are welcome. We look forward to seeing you soon.